Bum Ankle Podcast. The Bum Ankle Podcast. The Bum Ankle Radio Show. Bum. You immediately sat down. I know I did. We're trying to s- record standing up like adults. Like men. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm doing it so You're I You're the one whose voice always sounds fine. You yeah. Said it, you said Ray, it out, you said it out loud and I was sitting down. I have a lot of trouble with the microphone, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't know why that is. You know, it was funny. The first episode was just you and me. I'm Val Gravel. That's Ray Gravel. It was me, Ray Gravel. I'm, I'm Larry Large. Yeah. He wasn't there for He was not the first one, but I've been here so, since the second one. Mm-hmm. Don't you forget it. Um... <laughs> That one was just I turned like the the internal microphone on my laptop on, and on we just recorded a conversation we had just sitting around my computer. But the yeah. thing is, is it, like even visually, as you would like finish sentences, you would like turn in your chair away from the mic. Oh yeah, like just physically trying not to be heard. And and so what we need. I'm just so shy. <laughs> I just want to say that you're so valid. I'm so, I'm, just, I'm, po- I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of looking down, I'm like kicking the, kicking the dirt around with my feet a little bit. I'm like pointing my finger, my two fingers at each other. That's the other other benefit of, of standing <laughs> like up, as you can see how we're all just we're all just moving around. Yeah, yeah. we talk. We pay. We're pacers. <laughs> we're, we're all we're, three of us are just pacing around the same it's, room. We're stalking the computer. It's like when I'm with my dad and my brother, and we're all standing there. We'll eventually, we're all swaying, uh-huh. and eventually we will all be at the exact same speed. Yeah, you're it's c- like your cycles. Yeah, it's up. like your your moon cycles are. <laughs> and we're all just we all we all get one rhythm going. It's, it's beautiful, dudes rock. It's be- that's family. It's literally dudes rocking. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the dude version of having the same period as every woman in your office. Yeah. And then everybody turns into a bitch for a week every <laughs> month. Every time. <laughs> I would like to start the uh, this week's episode just announcing who the ISIS memorial person to whom you have to hand it of the week is. And it is Xi Jinping. Uh, because as we were coming on the air today, it was announced that he is hosting a summit uh aimed at normalizing relationships between the, the Islamic Republic of Iran and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And um, I think he should be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And I'm sure there, this is good news for everyone in the region and the world. <laughs> moving along. Um, moving right along, speaking of international, the, the A segment, as they call it, of this week's episode is going to be heavy on international politics. Um, I hope you got. I hope you're all ready for that. Everyone, pull up a chair and let's learn about. But not us. The, we'll be standing. <coughs> we will be standing, and we already know everything. So you need to sit and listen. You sit your white ass down and <laughs> listen. Listen to this, bitch. So the uh, on March seventh, it was announced very hastily before the game that no one on the Minnesota Wild would be wearing the um, Pride Night Rainbow warm-up jersey. Not even a jersey, a warm-up jersey. Oh, that was the compromise? Is that like no. all you, all you got to do is wear a warm-up jersey, but then for the game... That wasn't even the compromise. 
That was just the whole... That was the plan. That was the plan the whole time. So they don't bring it out. They don't wear them. Uh, Which is extra awkward because they had flown in famous Minnesota hockey gay person, Jack Jablonski, to be the guy that says... gay? Yeah. I did not know that. He came out last year. I did not know that either. Oh. He came out last year. He's a brother. He's a... Yeah. Shout out to him. He's a gravel brother. We said a lot of bad things about him back in the day. <laughs> I never did. A lot, a lot of, a lot of similar jokes we made about a another paralyzed man earlier mm. in this podcast. Charles Krauthammer. No, uh, oh. Kreisel or whatever. Oh, John Kreisel. Okay. That <laughs> um, recorded though, at least. <laughs> no. Um. So he did wear it, and he was right. the person that says in the microphone, like, it's hockey time yeah. before the game. So good and, for and him. Booed. Now, um, the <laughs> yeah, because I think he works for the Coyotes. Fuck you! So he wore it, and most of the team did wear use um, rainbow stick tape. Okay. Um, Jersey's a step too far, though. So... So whoa 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 whoa! I can't. I'm wear gonna this in words in the words of hockey fan Dane Cook. I'm gonna Tarantino this for you. Let's go back to December fifth, twenty twenty two. Big Vlad Putin yep. uh, made it illegal for in Russia in Russian nationals living abroad to uh, promote Western decadence. Uh, such as homosexuality. Of course. For further context, all the Russian, uh, all the wild players did wear one last year. Okay. Including the Russians on the team. Um, yeah, I don't remember this being an issue last year. It wasn't. Now, also to be fair, on December 12th, which is to say one week after that law passed, uh, Russian national living in America, Evgeny uh, Malkin did wear his pride jersey in a game. Okay. Uh, Provorov refused. Provorov on the Flyers refused to wear one in January, but he said it was because it's against his religion, which is Russian Orthodox. And um, convenient. Very convenient. I I have um. I have a couple thoughts about this that I want to bounce off of you. Okay. My brothers. And the first one is I'm going to pitch to you Munich 2, which is about uh, personal travails of a group of men hired by the Kremlin to assassinate Russian hockey Hockey players players. that wore pride jerseys. (laughs) And and the, the toll it took on them to do that. And then all, but the thing is, is it's, it's not going to be cool Israeli assassinations like in Munich where they're like garroting guys. Yeah. It's going to be guys uh, getting ricened and, and then just shitting themselves to death on an international flight. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now, also for context, I forgot to mention, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but at the beginning of the season, uh, Kaprizov essentially had to get Argoed out of Russia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, Weird. Was, that was like a whole thing of just like, oh yeah, we don't uh, know what's going on. I like your idea, by the way. Russia. Yeah, well, thank you. It's Munich a good idea. Too. We kind of yeah. just went right past it. Oh but yes, that's I didn't want to leave you hanging. A lot of fun there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I if I 
the one, yeah, the only thing I really remember about Munich is the sex scene, to be honest. Well, with yeah. And you see Siren Hines' penis at one point. And okay. uh, Daniel Craig is very hot in it. All right, that's worth it. Young Daniel, very young Daniel Craig. And you know what? I'm an Eric Bana fan. I'm a banana man. I'm a banana man. A, ba- a banana. banana man. Uh, He's great in that first Star Trek movie. The first Star Trek movie. Uh, I like Ang Lee's Hulk. It's not good, but I like it. I don't think I've actually uh, seen it. And then Andrew Dominic's Chopper. He's incredible in Chopper. Oh, okay. Uh, everyone should see Chopper. It's kind of like the Australian Bronson, but like 10 years earlier. Badass. Um, so what ideas did you want about other than, was it the Black Munich? It was Munich 2. That was the first idea. All right. Um, well, and the second one is, I, I guess it might be a sort of a continuation of uh, our discussion last week of uh, the Toronto Raptors Women's oh, Month yeah. announcement. Girls were in the world because they're the only one that can procreate. They birth everybody. All women are great because they're all queens. All of the teams apologized and sort of were like, we're sorry about this. Right. None of them said we're doing this because we fear for the safety of our Russian players. However, the article, the article furthermore doesn't like square that circle it's just like a hard transition to like rush the the russian politics coverage i feel like so it's being implied that they're they're in danger without like saying it but the thing is in any any danger i don't think anyone's in any danger necessarily that's an interesting i guess i didn't i didn't even think about that when i heard of the when i heard maybe a little closer than that okay um (laughs) When I heard the news about them not wearing the practice jerseys, I guess that's just not where my head went. So that's just that's an interesting. It seems like the slam dunk PR. But that's the the PR out is what I'm not saying is not even necessary. I'm not even saying that like um, it doesn't even have to be true. You could just say it. Well, and they didn't even say it. They let the athletic imply it. I wonder if I feel like there's a thing about how like similar to when. Like the LeBron, La China, like Daryl Morey, all the yeah, um, all that China stuff. Where it's when like, John Cena had to apologize yeah. in Mandarin for calling Taiwan a country. I think teams especially the nhl and russia like there's a lot of work between those two things so i feel like the nhl as a corporation or whatever is like yeah i don't want we don't want any of the teams making statements about that kind of thing because that could fuck with our well our our whole deal here that reminds me of the gary gary bettman did provide a quote which was he's a doofus he's a real doofus as you will hear in one second (laughs) because he said um he said, "Not everyone's comfortable embracing themselves in a cause." Very well said, Gary. Thank you. But see, that still leaves out that they did it for political reasons, 
Now, that's why the Provorov thing's interesting, because he said it was religion. Yeah, he did, yeah, the typical, like, I don't, yeah. He, but he explicitly said it's against my religious beliefs, and the rest of the team said they didn't do it out of solidarity with his religious beliefs. Yeah, which is, that's so cool. There's just one guy on this team that's like, I don't know, guys, I'm not a huge fan. I guess to, to sum up to this point, what we're saying is is it feels like there's some convenient Russophobia going on. A little bit. And just being like, you know how the Russians are about gay people. Well, I, th- I think it's also we'd just... We'd hate for anyone to get assassinated. I just I just find it, it, it... It's more to me about how pointless it is to have these leagues having like... Like trying to make the players also do... That's where I was headed. That's my point. Like, is like why are they the front men for this? Like the the league can do it, mm-hmm. fine. I you could even like sell jerseys and hats that are Pride Night, but like I feel like they already do. But like making I don't know, it seems like making Pride Night anything more than the Minneapolis Gay Men's Choir singing the anthem. And like maybe yeah maybe like, yeah like a hat. With yeah, the, with the the rainbow logo. The first five thousand fans get a hat with the rainbow logo if they want it, which as I'm not a, sure all wild man, fans would. I don't need the players necessarily to be accepting of gay people because I don't interact with the players. I interact with other fans. Well, and also they're not so. there. But that's the interesting thing is that there's nothing theoretically inherently political about being a professional athlete, but. Not when it's foisted kind of on you a little bit by the league. Now this beg, but the other What's question the is: What's the union have to say about this? I they were. I'm Does sure the they NHL were quoted. Players union exist. I'm sure they were quoted. I like it was so anodyne that I don't remember. Well, but. yeah, it's just some useless bullshit. So well, they had the 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 chair of like um, I forget the name of the five hundred one three C uh that was a. Uh, it's like a a sport in of sports for queer youth, yeah, sure, nonprofit some, in yeah. Minnesota, and they had their spokesman uh, do uh, like a Instagram statement video where he was like, "Hey, look, he didn't again never said anything about Russia, but was like they couldn't do this, yeah, like like put certain this citizens of a country well not even that not even that just they couldn't do it but they do a lot of other stuff that's good right i don't know but so that that to me says that the pride jerseys are marketing it's not about yeah, pride it's all about demographics it's all about demographics if they're indeed doing all this charity work then i i just feel like putting the players in this weird position and then like implying that they're in danger because of it is like disingenuous because you're only doing you're only doing it to outwardly represent how not part of the problem you are. Right. It's uh, it's front loading the it's it's scapegoating the players basically. It's like well they're the actual media facing ones anyway, so let's right. make it their problem. Right. Right. Like if some if the dickhead director of HR or the DEI instructor or whatever had to come out and after each game or whatever and give a statement about how the today the wild are making a step toward equality then right things might be different 
but and like they the 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 guy from the nonprofit was talking about how like the wild donates the money to pay for ice time for all these like trans hockey teams and stuff so they do do work in the community but i'm just saying like the very idea of a pride jersey is like the idea of like mili- is 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 as disingenuous to me as like military night yeah, like where camo, they wear the cam- camo uniforms the camo uniforms or the su- or the Susan G Komen ones right yeah it's all ju- yeah it is just in the end it's like they're just trying to see if they can get some gay people to pay for expensive ass jerseys or whatever and come to the expensive ass games. Double income, no kid fans. Uh, let's stay on hockey for a bit. Sure. Uh, uh, tangentially, you know, you may have heard that Steven Seagal was recently extended the Russian Order of Friendship. Also awarded the Russian said Order of Friendship at the same ceremony was Tom Brenneman. I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. You too, my brothers. Uh, happened to be part of uh, sports history. Was it yesterday? Yeah, we you went made sports history yesterday. We were, we were a part of the history. Tell uh, me all about the sports history you made yesterday. Okay, sure. So we're driving downtown. We're trying to find somewhere to park downtown in St. Paul, and we pull up to I believe it was called the Treasure Island lot. <laughs> we go funny. in, and there's no public parking any uh, remaining in there. This, no. this was one of the dumbest. Yeah, this, this was one of the dumbest parking garages I've ever seen in my entire so life. It was okay. really tiny, and it's probably like the Tria uh, clinic because there's like par- parking for clinics in there, so we couldn't park there. But no, in, no free in, parking. It's in downtown St. Paul, and it's one room. And it's, it's tiny. And yep. it, and it, <laughs> it's it, itty bitty. It looks there's no reason for it to be as small as it is based on the building that it's in. Yeah, like it looks like it's going to be a multi-level thing, mm-hmm. but it is not. No, and there was so. no, there was nowhere to park in there. Yeah, and then we're getting out, and 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 this lady was stuck in front of us, messing with the. Yeah, the she couldn't. She couldn't get out. All right, so I see her. She's like swiping her card. She's done it at least three, four times. She's opening her door. She's getting out. She's making hand gestures. We've given up. We're just uh, watching the stream <laughs> of the hockey tournament on my phone in my car. <laughs> um. I see her hitting the assist button several times, and then finally, as I'm looking down, uh, Larry Large says, I think she's trying to make eye contact with you, dude. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. And so I get out, and I walk up, and she's like, I can't figure this out. It's not working. And she's been swiping it in the uh, the, oh. the parking pass one. Oh. And uh, so about oh. about six inches to the right, um, <laughs> it's there, the thing there's a big thing. thing that says uh, swipe your card here. So I literally just stick it in and... Walk right back to my car. This has been going on for like ten minutes at yeah, this we've, fucking we've point. Been there for at, How old at is this woman? I would say she was in her fifties or sixties. Euthanasia um, mandatory. Yeah, I was, it was just, and then like I, I, she was just like, "Oh, I couldn't figure this out." And I just didn't no say, shit. I just didn't say anything because I was like, "I'm not gonna like." 
I, I am I watching to, TV in here. I want to just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you drunk? Are you okay? Do I? Is there anything else you might need help with before I leave? Do your I kids? Leave? Do your kids know you're driving? I was, I was just like, so that was awesome. So then we're driving around. We finally park in the uh, the same ramp we parked at for my wedding, and then walk through the Skyway over, Tov. over to the XL. Thank you. Uh, so we finally get there. I think we got there in between the first and second period, right? Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Of the first game. So not the end of the world. Um, and then the the first game, it was Creighton and Maple Grove. Maple Grove was the two seed, uh, one of the favorites, honestly. And then it was a pretty boring game. Uh, not a lot of scoring going on. Creighton locked them up. Yeah, Creighton kind of, uh, they did look like the better team, despite not a lot of offense happening in that game. No, Maple, um, Maple Grove could not get any anything going. They just had no chances. Creighton just didn't make their shots. So that was kind of the difference. And then... That was just kind of a regular-ass game. But then the second game we watched was Edina and Moorhead. Now, Moorhead, one of my favorite yeah. place names in Minnesota. Hell yeah, dude. The Spuds. Uh, uh, one of, favorite place name with one of my favorite like team names, the Spuds. One of their chances, the student section, is to go S-P-U-U-P-U-D-S, Spuds, 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 <laughs> which is really funny because I love the speeds, speeds as well, the speeds. I like uh I like when people when you're in high school and people are like where are you going to college and you're like well I hope I'm going to Moorhead State baby <laughs> Concordia Moorhead <laughs> uh, but uh so <laughs> we, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking so I kind of assumed that Edina would kill Moorhead because everybody this is a Minnesota podcast everybody knows cake eaters are good at hockey even though they're big pieces of shit yeah, hockey thrives in sundown towns yeah uh they, they, they that's when they're practicing is <laughs> the, yeah, when, they, when the black people have to leave we, yeah, that's when, when they go out that's when, that's when they leave their houses yeah that's when they feel to okay go play ho- that's why they all that's why hockey practice starts at five in the morning <laughs> right uh <laughs> i hate hockey players by the way them and lacrosse players, worst collection of athletes that you can find in a Not sport, a fan. in my opinion. Uh, having gone to a heavy hockey school, I I would I know, I understand. It's terrible. So I assumed Edina would kill him, and Edina kind of was killing him. But Edina also felt like they were fucking around the whole time a little bit. Like they didn't take it very seriously because they'd give up a goal. So what, they go up well, two, or what was the... It was... It was um, well, what happened early on? It, it was they they had just kind of a they had a lazy pass in the first period. They in the first period yep. had just kind of a lazy pass by uh, between defensemen get uh, get picked off and taken the other way. Morehead scored on just a breakaway goal. Right, right to away. Start and Edina answered with one, and it was one to one at the end of the first period. <laughs> um, and it was pretty even. After yeah, one, I thought Morehead was and really playing was with the them. Second period when Edina came out and scored immediately. Yeah, they came out just hot, and they scored twice pretty quick. And it was like, oh shit, they might be just. It looks like they're, they're ready to turn it on and and just and leave these guys in the dust. And they they got uh, Morehead got one to get within one, and then they had uh, Edina scored one late in the second period that got reviewed. Is, I hate I hate when they have to review the goals. Yeah, but it was really close. I, th- I thought it was going to be. Hockey. I thought it was going to be called for offside, but it was not. 
Uh, yep, it was allowed. So, so it was four to two going into the third period. Yes. Then after they got, then it was Edina scored to go up five to two, and it was like, oh, we, and we, you, you could feel both of us kind of go like, oh, yeah, like, oh, that feels like that might be that the, three goals the in the third blow. period. Is and the tough. announcers going like, Edina, Edina goal scored by, and then Morehead scores. Like, wow, yeah. he's announcing it. They didn't even get it like less than thirty seconds after or whatever. So like, Another. Okay, we got life. We got life. And then a few minutes later, Edina scored one of those third period goals. Also, was was incredible. Yeah, they had there a really nasty. He, had, he, had, he like dangled his way through a dude. And, yeah, and, fli- and flipped it. He left the goalie's the goal. jock on the top post. It was pretty. Oh, it was yeah. pretty badass. Incredible. incredible. Got to hand it to him. Some That's great. also one of my ISIS people, honorable people that you have to hand it to. And Edina hockey. Player. There is yeah. nothing. I enjoy more than uh, dropping the call to prayer over whenever we talk about that. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> but, well, but once again, they went up six to three and it was like another one where it was like, well, that must be yeah, it again. Like that's it. And then the exact same thing happened. Yeah. Moorhead immediately <laughs> scored again. Scored, they came down and scored right away on that possession. It just seemed like he died. Just, they, like, they were acting exactly like us. They were like, oh, we're up three. No problem. And then Moorhead would immediately score. So that was with like seven minutes left. That's when Moorhead scored to go back to six to four, yes. down two. And then we hadn't seen a penalty all day. Oh, boy. Uh, and then a penalty gets called with like two minutes left. Yeah, in either game, because we yeah. hadn't seen one in the in the Cretan game at all. And then it had been, it had been just clean hockey all day. And, and for it, someone that roots for the refs like me, that is disappointing. You right. want it. <laughs> you want some more time. You want to see their little like slashing act out, uh, reviewing goals, disallowing goals, good stuff. But so they finally sc- they finally get a penalty. Morehead does, and they score on the power play with like a minute left or something. Maybe with like a minute thirty left, something like that. And then they go empty net and score. Yes. And it was like we were going crazy. I think I threw my shoulder out a little bit, like Ooh. I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. <laughs> you love that? Like uh, <laughs> like pumping my fist. So I was hard. so excited. I hurt myself. Uh, we, have, we have positioned ourselves nicely at the at the top of one of the yeah. sections that had one of those like the one of those uh it's um, like a little bar, basically. Yeah, so the, the drink bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, so those so are, like, that's like, the place to sit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great High spot. Up. But so we're like pounding on the tables. Yeah, we're going nuts. <laughs> it was great. And then it goes to overtime, and bol- and I love the way that high school hockey does overtime. So they have a quick first period. They don't resurface the ice. They let you rest for three periods, and then you have a seven-minute overtime. Uh, and then that overtime, both teams did absolutely jack shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they were both way too tired. Yeah, they were both clearly gassed. Uh, and then so they took the they took that overtime to do nothing basically, and then took the long intermission where they resurfaced the ice again. And then Edina scored in like a minute in the double overtime on a dumb shot from the outside, and that was it. What part was historic? Uh, well. I mean that was after a, all that. To me, that was the historic part. The great one of the greatest. Was it? What about the attendance? Well, that's like the same every year. That's not that historic. But we were the highest. Uh, we were part of the what third highest attended game in America. Professionally hockey. Thank you. Good God, that's all I wanted you to say. And then the evening one was the was more attended because it always is. Yes, yeah. that was. I think the that was the number one attended. For our fans in uh, Thailand, the Minnesota State Hockey Tournament is, is 
absurdly well attended. It's the most well attended and like most watched high school tournament in America, I think, uh, of per like, capita. Because like the te- there's like Texas football, Indiana basketball, and uh, Minnesota hockey. Like those are the big ones. I don't know if there's another one uh, for like. I think I want to say like Illinois basketball is pretty big. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Midwest basketball, we love it yeah, up you know. here. That, but yeah, the, the Minnesota high school hockey tournament is one of my favorite sporting events every year. We hadn't been since before COVID. Yep. We went March to the, 2020. That was the we, last we, time we, we went. We attended the single A championship game between Matamidi and Hermantown like days before we went into lockdown. Badass. And yesterday was the first time since. Days before I went into lockdown, I was having elbow surgery. Woohoo. <laughs> that Hell yeah. That fucking sucked. Uh,. Oh, one last hockey note before we transition. We've got a lot of hockey in this one, folks. A ton of hockey. Uh, one last hockey note is that uh, what was to be Pride Night, uh, Kaprizov was injured in a questionable hit. Uh, it will be no. out. Yeah, it'll be out three to four weeks. Damn it. So that's no well, good. As long as he's back before the playoffs. Uh, it's all about the playoffs. That's when it really matters. What's next? Baseball, basketball. We got basketball, baby. Uh, we have basketball gun violence update. So someone stole Sean Kemp's car. Yeah. Okay. What was the deal with that? So he, according, he's innocent, right? Well, or not no. charged or something. So what happened? He's, he's out of jail. So his very professional legal representation published a notes app update. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, that's a good sign. <laughs> They were like, so someone stole his car and he tracked, he did the iPhone locate thing and got oh, in yeah. one of his other cars and tracked them down. And as he was walking up to the car that had his phone in it, I don't know how accurate that is, but apparently it's accurate enough that he knew what car it was in. Or maybe it was. Doesn't it make noise or something? I don't know. So he's walking up and whoever is in the car uh, opens fire. Okay. That's now, terrifying. Sean Kemp, he ke- he keeps that thing on him. Of course. So he returns fire. No one was hurt. The end. <laughs> just popping off. Or they're just popping they off. They just popped off. All legal and above. Well, everything Sean Kemp did was legal and above board. I believe in whatever state it was in, he is legally allowed to, to produce a firearm and return yeah. fire. I, at that point, honestly, good thing he had one. Absolutely. Good for him. So what is there anything new about Jaw? He's recently it's up to four games, right? Now that or Yeah, or I think cuz at one point uh who's their coach? Dave, Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins. It's not Dave Yeager, but he it is. It was Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager is still the Grizzlies coach in my head, even though he's an assistant on the Sixers now. Um, For a while, he was saying there was just no timeline. Right, yeah. They just kind of. Uh, Brandon Clark's out for the season. Uh, He's just looking kind of gnarly over there. Yeah, it's looking like a tough situation. I, I It's like weird because. People are talking about how, so, like, I watched, like, Gilbert Arenas' take, and it was mostly about how, like, everybody's going to be out to get you now. None of it okay. was about how, like, you're acting like a fucking idiot. It was all about just, like, no, never at one point do any of these NBA players 
talk well, yeah, about. Gilbert Arenas' is, is take is that you're the victim. Yeah, like me. But, and, the, and, and in the end, it was like, it's like you can't trust anyone. You're on your own now. Like, you're supposed to be a top one player, but they're not going to let you be one anymore. And I was like, I think at some point you should probably acknowledge that he did. Like, there's a reason for all yeah, this. what the hell? Like, there's a reason that you did, like, that the people consider this about you now. I right. Mean, maybe you need to alter some behavior. Well. Or something. I guess I understand not thinking he did anything wrong. But, like. He it did is, something wrong. It's literally against the rules. He did something. I mean, he. Even just the just the weapon on IG Live thing is, like, <laughs> breaking the rules. That's a very and that's silly like, thing to be doing. And that's just stupid tough guy shit. Getting hammered in the club and being like, I have a gun. Be like, cool, dude. But like the other stuff of like beating people up and like threatening people and someone got a hand on a gun for the first time in their life and it got a little too excited about it. Or it's just like trying going around going around telling everyone about it. It seems like someone told him he's not my gun. You're not hard. He heard Shannon Sharp say you're not I you're not hard. It kind of just seems what it's like Shannon Sharp's like, none of you are from here. Or what, basically, it's like, no, you don't even from go around here. here. Yeah, you don't even go here. And this is, I think he was just like, why are you guys like, like acting like such, like you're like the b- badasses guys of all time? Tim McMahon on the Zach Lowe podcast took a weird tack with it where he's like, it's time. It's time for T. Morant to be a father. Yeah, I don't like that. It's time for him to be a father to talk to his son. Uh, I feel like his dad kind of encourages most of this behavior. Well, that's what he was saying. Is he said he also said it's time uh, for T. Morant to not be drinking henny on the sideline. Yeah, and I uh, think, I, think I, so. would, I would be I would be so pissed if either of our parents like got oh, yeah. fucking wasted at something. We was were... is that drunk publicly all the time? Like, hey, could you like? chill for well we're see we're white people and we uh are cold and embarrassed of our families <laughs> i suppose but i'd be embarrassed of my family if they were doing acting like that that's for sure um let's see what else kd kd out yeah called it yeah what is it, is it two to three weeks? it was like yeah, well yeah. he like rolled his ankle he really bad his ankle or whatever he'll already. be already I don't really want to talk about the Wolves at all because that Sixers. I think the last time we talked, they beat the they beat Sack because that was the last yep, game, yep. and well, we were recording during by it. the Sixers. Uh, that Sixers game is fucking garbage. Things have mostly not changed. They're in the same. Yeah. they've they're in the same position they've been in for. They are a half game out of fifth. They've been, they've, they're in the same position they've been at, they've been in since we started the podcast. Literally. Yeah, nothing has changed. <laughs> no Harden. The Sixers is the second night of a road back to back for the Sixers. Just getting blown out. <laughs> uh, not having James Harden makes you better because he's bad. Got him. I did want to talk about um, all week. All week, there's been this capital D discourse around racial prejudices in in the MVP, MVP. balloting. Now, Ryan Rosillo was. A, a fountain of useful information about this, which is that um, fifty-two percent of MVP ballots casters are white. Yes. Um. So I don't. That doesn't mean the rest are black, though. 
Okay. It could be eight, like Go Asian on. guys. I don't know. Sure. Are they racist if they vote for a yes. white guy over a black guy? Yes. Okay. Very. But I'm just, I thought, I'm just wondering. I did think uh, that. Um, I think Kendrick Perkins is wrong, personally. However, in the spirit of compromise and coming together, I've come up with a new MVP system. Okay, hell yeah. There's an MVPWG, uh, MVPW, Most Valuable Player, parenthesis, white. Okay. All right. Um, MVPOC. Pretty obvious. Uh, MVP, parentheses, Islander, Pacific Islander. <clears throat> then, because basketball used to be a Jewish sport, there's regular MVP, and that's Jewish. And and then MVAI for American It's Indian. Isaiah Hartenstein every no, year. No, 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 no. It's Kyrie. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Kyrie is or the most valuable sorry. Jewish player and the most valuable American Indian player. And too bad Amari Stoudemire is not in the league anymore. It's true. Yeah, had. Anyway, so I'm saying the most value. Jokic is the most valuable white player still. I don't think that's debatable. No, it's not. No. Uh, Luca, it's either him or Luca. Giannis is my MVPOC. For, uh, for the Asians, I have Rui Hachimura. Yep. Could be like Yuta Watanabe or something. Yuta Watanabe is close. I wonder if you're going to do like European Legendary. white and American white. <laughs> That's interesting. Like Who is separate? the best American white player? I have no idea. <laughs> Who are the best? Uh, it's probably like uh, is DiVincenzo isn't. I mean, he's, he is American. Is he? Yeah. Then probably him. Is he really the best? Joe Harris? Uh, I would have to go through some rosters. I think it's, it's probably Joe Harris if it's American born. You're probably maybe could be right. He, he had enough. No, it's Walker Kessler. What am I talking about? Oh, ooh. come on, folks! <laughs> what a pull! It's not a pull. He's great. He's a baller. It's probably oh duh. It's um, Kevin Love. It's Red Velvet. Oh uh. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Huerter. Yeah, yeah. Herder. He actually is pretty good. The Herder. What about Caruso? Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess he's injured, on, so I white, didn't think of him. White boys are going crazy in the white NBA. White boys are going days. crazy. But you do have to be European for the extra sauce. Yes, that's true. Well, yeah, you can't be a white boy in AAU. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's got to be prep league. Do we want to talk a break and take? Do, do we want to take a break and come back and talk about football and baseball? Sure. Yes. All right. Take We're it. going to break. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to fuck you. Fuck you. We're back. We took a break. Fuck you. We were talking. I, I wanted to get this on bike. So the Price Master w- is a half hour short film, I guess, that was made yeah. for like this small town public access channel in Texas. Yeah, it's from Denton, Texas. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Uh, and and the idea is it's like filming this garage sale. It's called the Price Master, and there's like weird ominous music playing the entire time, and so basically none of the none of the prices are marked on the items, and um, someone will pick something up from one of the tables and go, "How much is this?" And the the person behind the table goes, 
hey, Price Master, uh, how much is this? And then, like, the camera moves over. Yeah, just pa- whip pans over. It pans over to a stage that's, like, been set up. And a man in, like, a, in, like, a weird satin harlequin outfit with, like, a gold mask. He, he looks like some sort of, what, I don't even know what, like yeah, what to say it's somewhat indescribable it's somewhat yeah he's he, sort of like a like a sort of like a medieval french harlequin outfit but yeah. with like a iron mask and and he has a microphone and so someone will be like how much for this price master and he'll just like go sixteen thousand dollars yeah. And, and, and like it, the mic is like it's all affected up and fucked up yeah and it's so it's he sounds just, like iron man it's just that for a half hour yeah it's just these bump <laughs> these like like these kind of weird looking people from texas that you would expect just being like well will you take five <laughs> and then it's just being like no. sixty thousand dollars Vikings honor your name. Skull Vikings, let's win the game. Whole lot of Vikings news. Whole lot of so- or, <laughs> soccer. Whole lot of football news. Football news. Uh, so we have to. We have some really, some really bad news to, to break for everyone. Yeah, I really hate yeah. to admit this. If you're but coming here for the breaking news, you've come to the right place. Breaking, breaking, breaking news today. Breaking Adam news. Thielen is a bad person. He's bad. He's a bad He's person. He's bad. And you know who else is bad as Eric Kendricks? Eric and you know who else is Cam worse? Dantzler. Bad people. They're all bad. They're bad it's people. Confirmed. They're not on the Minnesota Vikings anymore. The Axis of Evil Part 2. You could say... I'm not going to... Actually, actually, I'm just going to not say anything. I'm going to abort that riff. <laughs> So let me let me make the case for how bad these guys are. Yeah. Eric Kendricks uh just trying to be Troy Palamalu. Palamalu. Kind of like, you know, you know how Jason Tatum feels about Kobe, Kobe Bryant. That's how Eric Kendricks feels about uh say his name again. Troy Palamalu. Yeah. Him. And yeah, it's so he, odd. Yeah. It's disconcerting. Discount, like discount, Palomalu. Got rid of him. Too expensive. Done. You think you're some piece of ass, Eric Kendricks? Replaceable. Uh, Cam Dantzler, same thing. The defense is bad. Right. Things have got to change. Things need to change. Also, it's Adam Cleveland's tenth season coming up. Getting old. He's getting old. He's quite injured quite frequently. Great story. Gonna miss him. 
Hope he does well elsewhere. He, I feel about him the way I feel about Ricky Rubio, where I'm just like, God bless. But right, he's a like, bad like person. He's, he's obviously he's a bad person. Yeah, but, but uh, I feel that way about Charles Manson. I, I said this. God bless. I said this to Ray earlier that uh, it is a given that he is. They're all a, bad people. <laughs> he's a bad person, but he is. Uh, um, once he retires, he is guaranteed to be to return to being a good person. Yeah. Because he is from Minnesota. Or if he comes back. Or if he like comes his back. Last season. But for now, bad person. So the Vikings got better by getting rid of all these people. And for context, they're bad. They're also expensive. And the Vikings, crucially, although in the wake of one seismic trade, which we'll get to in a second, um, which could precipitate more perhaps aftershock trades, the Vikings are going into the draft with four picks total. Which is not very many. No. No, so not a lot of talent coming in as it stands that way. Which the Vikings are have always kind of been known. If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but haven't we usually been known for stockpiling a lot of late picks? Yeah, that was kind of the Spielman way. Yes, but also the I, the Spielman way has led us to have four picks in this draft. So. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I suspect there may be. It's a new front office, so you new know. defensive coordinator is going to want his kind of players. You know, second, yeah, yeah, they're going to want to. Uh, did they extend Kirk? I don't think I've heard anything. About it's one that. of those things where I see on Twitter people like complaining about it as if it's already happened. You know. Yeah, I guess I don't really know how to feel about if we extend him or not. The numbers don't lie. I mean, he's productive. No doubt about that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't really know. I just I'm I'm conflicted when it comes to Kirk. Uh, I feel like there there I, has I, to be better, but there probably isn't. Yes, that that's that's a good, probably a good way to put it. It's just kind of like he's probably not he's probably not good enough to do what what we would like to do, which is win a Super Bowl. Let me say a name to you, uh, Tom Brady. Well, yeah, we do need a court. If, what if we could get Tom Brady? Well, honestly, we, we if we have Kirk Cousins for this season, uh, that then we'll be fine because after that we'll just have Aaron Rodgers. Right, we're just waiting on the Aaron Rodgers thing. That's going to be... But what if before then we could get Tom Brady? If Tom Brady still needs to play football, I wouldn't be totally against being like, hey, do you want to pass to Justin Jefferson? I think that talking about that, about I think it does bring up bad spirits. Playing for the Vikings... Is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I think we need to just start <laughs> focusing on when Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. We need to live in the real world yeah, we, in, in, where in Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. That, that at some point in the next four years, Aaron Rodgers will be our quarterback. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> we need My to bad. enter the deprivation chamber, the silence tank. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about finding one and doing one. 
I was going to do one. Well, from, I guess it's not. He didn't even do sensory deprivation. He just lived in a dark room. For I read days. the. I read the in the one in Minneapolis. I read like their website about their instructions, and they're like, "Do not come high. <laughs> you will not be able to handle it." <laughs> You don't want to do this. I think it'd be funny if the bathroom that he had had a light. Yeah, the so room, he, the room yeah. itself was dark, but the but he had he probably just, bathroom had its own light. I would hope you just have to squat over a hole in the floor. <laughs> yeah, they just told him to go to the corner of the room. I thought there was like, like a, a dog was a part of. I think it was. Fuck him! Like I hope he had to shit in his hands and throw it out the window. They put they put some litter in the corner for him. It should just be a literal cave. Yeah. You know, they the kids aren't going uh, to the bathroom in litter boxes in schools. Aaron Rodgers is doing it yeah. for money. <laughs> He's paying for such a privilege. All right, so in NFC North news, the uh, Bears. The Bears have traded down. They've traded out of the first pick to the ninth pick. The Panthers have the first pick. There's a bunch of other shit going back and forth. I yeah, they have catch. three additional Draft they got, picks. They got a receiver in four picks. Yeah. yeah. Number one overall they got a number Which is one crazy because it's yeah. like eight picks. Usually a wide receiver is worth like the, a third round pick or something. They must really want a quarterback in Carolina. I guess. There must be a specific quarterback that they really want because I don't know why else you would do this. Would I you also don't know why else you'd trade away his best weapon. I the future quarterback yeah, you drafted. Like, what about idiots? Who's the who? Which one is the which one is the new young Chicago quarterback? Josh Fields. Justin, Justin Just, Fields. I, this is a, you call him Josh Fields. I do. I literally never call him the right name. I'm like uh, His Val. His name is Justin Fields. There's yeah. like some guys I I, <laughs> I I just can't get their names right. And, yeah, and Josh I'll Fields. Remember, is one of the, remember that. I thought that was was is this a telltale game? Yeah, Val will remember. Val that. will remember that. <laughs> He's gonna use it against you later. Man, those are lame. <laughs> yeah, I honestly wasn't very into Walking Dead when I played it. Uh, I played the werewolf one. Sure. I never played the Batman. I was like, one. I guess I'd rather wa- uh, read a comic book. I thought about getting the Game of Thrones one, and I didn't. You know what I heard about, you know what I saw a rumor of that I didn't like is uh, the the allegations that Detroit is interested in getting Lamar Jackson. But they have Jared Goff. Is he not the guy? No. Come on, Detroit. He's, he's your guy. He's your guy. No, he's not. Uh, what, are you do- what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, because what the... Because Lamar, Lamar was what was he franchised? Yeah, they put yeah, the but, franchise but, tag. But, by, by but they put like but that, that weird that franchise tag on him. That made him a restricted free agent. Yeah, yes. he, he can be. He can. Other teams can pursue him, but Baltimore gets the chance to match any offer, or or it's something like, or they get picks for him or something like that. I I I'll say this. <laughs> in our defense, I there is nothing I find more tedious than NFL contract detail. Yeah, that's well, it's because, because all the, the contracts are fake anyway. All the contracts are fake, and the headline is it doesn't matter. The money talks. Well, yeah, it's like oh, they signed him to this and put him under a 
thing, but other teams can negotiate. It's like, okay, so they didn't sign him to yeah. fucking anything? So they, they nothing will, happened. Like, yeah, so nothing so we're happened. we're in the same situation we were before. It just, it feels like they are... And it's a big deal. Um, I almost think this is to drive clicks. This is just to make NFL media make the world go around. Uh, with well, a story that the doesn't make... Is colluding, correct? Against absolutely. Him. Let's let's go back to this Bears trade. How are we feeling about the Bears? I'm, I don't know. I'm not... I I guess I don't have a... They, they got going, hot at the end of the year, like right? they're going for it a little bit. A yeah. Little bit. I don't... Because um, they, they're, at least with, with Justin Fields, they're, they're in on him. Hit refresh on this. I will. Um, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if it's going to be enough to to be too worried about them this year, but I think going forward they're definitely a team to watch. Because they still get the ninth pick. Yeah, it's not like they traded out of the first round by any means. And they got a a, a good wide receiver. Like if they if they I guess if they nail the draft sort of thing. Yes. Then maybe they could take a leap. Who knows. Yeah, but really you know knows. the Lions could take a leap. The I Vikings think the could Li- still be good I next the, year. The Lions the got Lions, hot at the end of the year. The Lions are going to be a really a really sexy pick by everyone because they beat the Packers. Which is this is the big reminder is that everyone was like, oh, they're so hot at the end of the year. They also fucked themselves by getting blown out of the building by Carolina. A oh yeah. Before they lost. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean they weren't that. They good. went on the road and lost. But they put some good wins together. Carolina sucked, and they got that was that was yeah. just kind of a thing that everyone was like, "Oh, Detroit's so good; they should have been in the playoffs. They could have beaten the Eagles." Yeah, but, but who was, like, was? I was like, "Well, yes, but they." Who all were they play? Even I don't. I with fully speculating. Did they have all their starters out there when they were playing against Carolina? At the I end assume of the year? so. They Probably needed they, to win. They needed to win that game. I don't remember. The, okay. If they won that game, they would have made the playoffs. Well, yeah. I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm fucking dumb, okay? I, sorry. Got to love all these uh, bleach blonde. Uh, Can we talk about the 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 hockey hair perennial deadspin uh, column hockey hair video? So now all these guys are trying to like it used to just be how people grew their hair, right. and now it's these guys are really trying to stand out they're really trying to make yeah, themselves fe- their presences did felt you, did you see the guy that had the, uh, the tonsure style that would be my look he so he had the, the completely shaved top and then mullet tonsure at least every now and then there is someone who actually does stand out they well, look it, like regular it hockey also comes boys. With the territory of being the kind of team that dyes your hair blonde as like team built bonding, we did, so we did see one of those teams just like walking around at the tournament yesterday. Yeah, and I, and I did note that uh, it was just like this looks so much weirder just seeing you guys like walking around. out of context and just like seeing like they were all at the tournament together. So it's like they're walking past you. Yeah. and you just see like oh, there's another one and another one and another one and another one. And it's like you're all these little like Ric Flair looking yes <laughs> pieces yeah. of shit. Yeah, that's the secret. Is Ric Flair just looks like a hockey guy, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so like I I know our our f- mutual friend Jane's sort of baseball podcast is, uh, is, <laughs> uh, is predisposed upon the thesis that 
baseball players are essentially himbos. Yeah. And the, but there's there is a himbo renaissance ongoing in the NHL and well just hockey at every level. Oh yeah, for sure. A lot of beautiful boys with beautiful minds. Big dumb idiots. The big beautiful idiots. A lot of Scandinavian guys. Uh, Ignorant Scandy fucks. A lot of Ruskies. Yeah. Some Polacks. <laughs> the goalie for Moro's last name was Slikinski. This guy's okay. This that that the game we're watching now. The goalie's name is like Kaiser Nelson. Yeah, the Bo Altman. Which Kaiser do you think he's named at? Which Kaiser do you think that's referring to? His parents. Oh, we got to, some toga wearers. Do you think it's Minnetonka? Wilhelm? Um, what else were we? Uh, is, that might be all my football. football. I don't. I don't really know. Let's talk about baseball. I like baseball more than football. First up, so I something was said on Gleeman and the Geek, and I I I want to pick your brains about it because i okay. read aaron gleeman's own column because now i am a subscriber to the athletic where he interviewed jordan belazovic about the incident in which his jaw was broken and jordan belazovic said essentially that he doesn't know who hit him he doesn't know why they hit him he doesn't even really remember being hit like just just i think he used the word like cold just sucker punched Right. To I think on the one that came out today, which was called Loose Change and something else, and I was dismayed to find out that it wasn't about who did nine eleven. Yeah. They didn't talk about nine eleven at all. (laughs) Hey, for the ninth consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Air Airlines rank first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 911 Airlines. <laughs> what a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> oh, 911. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, don't laugh at 911. I tried to tell him not to go, laugh. Adam. I know. I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan <laughs> trying to find my brother. Jesus. Yeah, he was in northern Canada. <laughs> Uh, shout out to all my. That's another, this is our our weekly documentary talk. <laughs> our weekly documentary talk. Loose uh, change the nine eleven truther documentary. Jet fuel does not melt steel beams. Uh, one of the most boring watches. Oh of all my time. god! You know what's a better watch is if you go on YouTube, you can watch, um, <clears throat> like a mechanical engineer, a uh, debate the director of Lose Change on, like, C-SPAN. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're just, like, he's, like, actually, Jet Fuel could absolutely melt steel beams. <laughs> and they're, like, no. And he's, like, yeah. Yep. He's, like, basically, you metal will get as hot <laughs> as you can get it, and then it'll melt. And you can use... No matter what. And you can use Jet Fuel to do it. Jet fuel kind of gets exponentially hot. Especially when there's like a lot of it. And it's on fire. And there was like a big explosion. Enough 9-11 talk. Our weekly documentary talk. (laughs) Documentary corner. We got it it in again. (laughs) Documentary corner adjourned. So Aaron Gleeman said that Balazovic was... uh, Balazovic was... 
that they designated him as sort of um I forget what Gleeman said, but sort of said as a oh he said it, it was sending a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he didn't really say about what. And so right. if he got sucker punched. Because the team, when the team made the, their statement, they were like, we're disappointed that this happened. This is a unfortunate setback, which is obviously all true. But, like, if he got sucker punched, if he got sucker punched, why would they say that? Well, I guess in the article, all all they said was that he said that he was sucker punched. Yeah. I the guess team it said hasn't really invest- said anything. I guess the, the investigation is ongoing. Which I love. I always like having a player under investigation. Yeah, what if he was saying bad stuff? Yeah. What if? What, what if, if he, he said something it? what if he said something bad? And this brings do you have any other baseball stuff? Uh, let's see. Uh have either of you been watching any of the world baseball classics I so haven't, far? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I know there's been some exciting games, but I haven't really been able to tune in. I know you're you're all over this shit, Larry. But we're just a few days into the World Baseball Classic, and it's only mm. the uh, the whatever uh, groups are playing way out way out east. Uh, <laughs> but what, I, what, what, one of the what games that I thought was a lot of fun was what's uh, way out east. It's, there's in one like, in Japan, and they're playing some games in Taiwan as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Chinese Taipei. Sorry, President Xi. <laughs> uh, but the but the crowds at those games were a lot of fun. Yeah, they have been pretty lit. Those, they were they were they were hopping. The game between Chinese Taipei and, and Panama, and the home crowd was really going nuts, despite them losing by like eight runs. It was really fun to watch. Um, and the big one that I've seen was Australia beat uh, South Korea. That was an upset. That was a big upset. They're the feisty underdogs of J- this tournament. Japan looks really good so far. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, I believe uh, Netherlands is 2-0. and Yeah, they're the good. Japan and Netherlands are both 2-0 and so far. And South Korea is 0-2, and, and they're usually one of the better teams. So Very disappointing. We'll see. See if Australia can carry that early upset yeah make something out of this let's go czech republic won their first game love that oh, really it's china well to be fair they're a newer country true what a matchup <laughs> the czech republic and china in a yeah, baseball it was, game it was awesome Let me, I'm checking. it was eight to five czech republic won yeah how many chinese people two billion they gotta have some baseball players you know there's got to be a couple. Some of you gotta like this stuff, right? We have Let's enough. See. We have enough table tennis players. That's for sure. Oh, the next game starts up in Do ten minutes. China versus Australia. We love so to see. It. A, a we also love to see in. Katie Storm on the Valley Sports broadcast. Hi, Katie. Love Hi, that. Katie. Hey, Katie. What's going on? Swing the camera around! I hate the media! Now, uh, long-time fans of the show will remember that 
my brother Ray correctly predicted the outcome of the Super Bowl. Yes, I did do that. Uh, and what we're saying is, is we should all go buy lottery tickets because uh, something else that we predicted has come true. That was in one of our early episodes. We opined that at some point, someone would publish a story in the media that Max Kepler was going to have a bounce back season because of the shift being made illegal. And by God, Dan Hames from The Athletic has done it. He has plumbed the depth. He has listened to our podcast. It was, yeah. <laughs> and thought, damn, that was a pretty good idea. Uh, I'm just saying that Dan Hayes is swagger jacking our podcast, and I don't like it. But so I wanted to do a little reading circle as part of our I Hate the Media segment this week with uh, some of Dan Hayes' snappy copy, The Twins' Max Kepler Hoping New MLB Rules Will Be a, quote, Game Changer. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's ridiculously long. <laughs> Fort Myers, Florida. The thought crossed Max Kepler's mind and his frustration didn't allow him to withhold his aggravation. Now, let's just say that's some... <laughs> his aggravation? I'm just going to say sparkling copy throughout here. Real tight. All these guys are such good writers. Real tight. Uh, evocative. I know exactly what you mean. Anyway, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna make it a, an effort not to comment on that. I'm gonna say, as read, I've said real nice copy here. Here he was, an established successful big leader of seven seasons with more than twenty-five million dollars in career earnings, and suddenly last August, the Twins outfielder began to outwardly wonder if playing soccer would have been a better career path. Probably not. <clears throat> he was in a dark place, Twins hitting coach David Popkins said. I've never seen someone so unlucky. Uh, let's see. He tried to pull in a broken toe sustained right after the All-Star break and did so poorly. Jeez, Dan. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good Lord. Ouch. By September, <clears throat> Kepler, who'd never broken a bone before, was unable to play after trying to overcompensate for his injury. He missed the final 23 contests of the season and his 115 games played with the fewest of his career in a full season. And everybody wanted to trade his ass. All right, so here's the thing. He went to the most beautiful city in the world for the offseason. He went to Paris. Okay. He did Emily in Paris, baby. Uh, let's see. What's Dan got to say about that? He just says that he did it. Oh. Let's see. Uh, let's see. He just... He goes on at great fucking length about um, just the he breaks down the woba and ex woba of like Kepler's campaign last season. I'm gonna skip all of that. 
One off-season was spent living in North Beach, San Francisco, mansion of Green Day drummer Trey Cool. No wonder he's been playing so poorly. He spent another living with four other players in a Laguna Beach house with an ocean view. All right. Tell me more. I'm interested. <laughs> Too bad. This year, Kevlar oh. lived in the Le Marais district of Paris. I'm going to be honest, this all sounds annoying as fuck. When the baseball season ends, Kepler often finds a place he's never lived before to spend his off-season. The goal is to enjoy life and erase all the grounders and line drives that found gloves. He's seeing ghosts out there. I spend time with my family, friends, loved ones, Kepler said. Travel, eat good food, read, listen to music just the pleasures of life to balance out the, the, the struggles we go through in a year. We work so hard. I think we deserve to enjoy some things to take our minds off. Off of what? This winter, Kepler attended a Paris Saint-Germain football club contest. Of course. He dined at fancy restaurants across Paris, like La Palette, an internationally renowned spot formerly frequented by Pablo Picasso and once featured in a Taylor Swift music video. Wow. Really running the gambit of high to low there. Shut the fuck up. Kepler also said he enjoyed spending time in Versailles. Okay. But through it all... Okay, here we go. Kepler has also... Through it all, Kepler also put in the work for the 2023 season. Whether he focused on his swing or worked out in the gym, Kepler readied himself. It hasn't taken his teammates long to notice how much better he feels from a mental standpoint. So, is I I have a quick question: Is it worth it? The athletic subscription. I actually read it a lot. I don't know how much I would pay for it, but because I do pay for it, I read it. So maybe that's... I suppose that's fair. You know what I mean? Is like, Do you feel like this is the quality of writing you deserve for what you pay? It's all... This I is think, really boring. I think this is a quantity per subscription. True. This is a Netflix thing, or it's a, a bunch of mids stuff. All right, we got Rocco quote. Kepler needed to probably go and experience something new. He loves that. He loves that. He's going to be at his best and in his best frame of mind to come out here and play good baseball when he's happy and comfortable. That sounds like some, like Kepler was saying all that to Rocco at one <laughs> point, and Rocco was just kind of like nodding his head, like, uh-huh, yeah. He likes oh, to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he loves, loves that. He loves that, that shit. Crap. He loves that yeah, stuff. He loves listening to music or whatever and, like, doing right. stuff. Oh, yeah, he loves Now that. let's get down... Let's get down to the... Let's get down to the rules breakdown, Dan. There's no telling what impact baseball's rules revamp might have on Kepler's statistics. But even if eliminating the shift results in an additional ball going through every week or two, the Twins think it could be significant. I do think the, these rule changes will help him statistically, Baldelli said. They'll help him psyche-wise. Success, I think... Breed success on a mental level in our game. Sure. No one knows the answer to that, whether it's confidence or the success. So we have just, like, fully gone, like, we're, we've given up on making an actual 
sabermetric stats case for Kepler and are just hoping that like he feels good. Look good, feel good, play good. No longer, can, yes, no longer can teams line up three defenders to the right of second base, including one in shallow right field. Now only two defenders can line up on the right side of the field, and every infielder must play standing on the dirt. Start each play standing in the dirt. While managers could use a nuclear option and assign an outfielder to shallow right, which they absolutely will, leaving the other two to cover the rest, teams are still more likely doing so will likely be the minority. The elimination of the shift means Kepler can now use his A swing more often. Are you fucking kidding me? Here's what Kepler says. When you see three people occupying the side your strength is, then you try to kind of play around it, whether it's going the other way or thinking about a bunt. But it takes you away from your strength. Yeah, but he didn't do that. He didn't hit it the other way or bunt. Well, uh, Dan Hayes has uh, presaged your complaint and said that he had a 24-point increase in BABIP while trying to beat the shift. And? So... Thanks, Dan. Well, here's another interesting uh, observation. He's working with Twins hitting coaches again this spring to rediscover the proper balance between left center and pulling. The work has resulted in a reduction of the toe tap Kepler occasionally employed in the past. Back in his best season, 2019, Popkins discovered Kepler only tapped his toes once in a while, but last year Kepler tapped his toes more often. I wonder if there's anything else going on in 2019 that contributed to Kepler's best season. Are you saying that he taps his feet more now because he got the shot? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah, he yeah, he submitted to the government. He got the shot and now he can't he, he can't, himself he got can't juiced. stop moving. He can't sit still. Uh, yeah, he's shaking. Kepler's optimistic. Not only is he upbeat about the rules change, but he's also added a new strategy, even though he's reluctant to reveal it. Either way, Kepler, who turned 30 earlier this month, is ready for us, ready to start fresh. It's a personal thing, I think, came with experience and just growing as a man, Kepler said. I think we've all attained it. Or will at some point, some earlier than others. It's just a mental thing. I'm going to see more ground balls for hits than I have ever and I ever have. Because usually in a season I see maybe one or two and it's always a shocker to see them go through. When did they start shit when like were they doing this in twenty seventeen? Hitting is going to be a never ending project for me. And that's the end of the fo- that's the end of the story. This is so pathetic. It's like we decided retroactively that they've been shifting him his whole career and that this is such a personal tragedy for him. Get over it. Shut up. I've prepared something uh, because I, when I read that, uh, when I was doing some, some homework for the podcast, I was so excited by, I was so inspired by the increase in BABIP. (laughs) Uh, that I I wrote this poem, and I brought it to read to you today. 
The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Minnesota Nine that day. The score stood 4-2, to two, but with one inning more to play. And then when Cave died at first and Sandy Leone the same, a pall-like silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A straggling few got up to go in deep despair. The rest clung to the hope at which springs eternal in the human breast, they thought, if only Kepler could get a whack at that. We'd put up even money now at Bally Sports if Kepler was at the bat. But Celestino preceded Kepler, as did also Kyle Garlick. And the former was a hoodoo, while the latter was a dick. So that the stricken multitude grim melancholy did stick for there seemed but little chance of Kepler getting to bat. But Celestino let drive a single to the wonderment of all, and Garlic the much despised tore the cover off the ball. And when the dust lifted and men saw what had occurred, there was Kyle safe at second and Gilberto a hugging third. Then from 5,000 throats and more, there rose a lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley and it rattled in the dell. It pounded on the mountain and recoiled upon the flat, for Kepler, mighty Kepler, was coming up to bat. There was an ease in Kepler's manner as he stepped into his place. There was pride in Kepler's bearing and a smile at Kepler's face. And when, responding to cheers, he lightly doffed his hat, no stranger in the crowd could doubt twas Kepler at bat. Ten thousand eyes were on him as he rubbed his hands with dirt. Five thousand tongues ululated when he wiped them on his shirt. Then, while the writhing pitcher ground the ball in his hip, defiance flashed in Max Kepler's eyes and a sneer curled Max Kepler's lip. And now the leather-covered sphere came hurtling through the air, and Kepler stood a-watchin' it in haughty grandeur there. Close by the sturdy batsman, the ball unheeded spread. That ain't my si style, said Max Kepler. Strike one, Joe West said. From the benches, black with people. There went up a muffled roar like the beating of the storm waves on a stern and distant shore. Kill him! <laughs> Kill Joe West! <laughs> shouted someone on the stand, and it's likely they'd have killed him too had not Kepler raised a hand. While a smile of Christian charity, great Kepler's visage shone. He stilled that rising tumult. He bade the game go on. He signaled to the pitcher, and once more the dun sphere flew. But Max Kepler ignored it, and Joe West said strike two. Fraud! <laughs> cried the maddened thousands. <laughs> and an echo answered fraud. But one scornful look from Max Kepler, and the audience was awed. They saw his face grow stern and cold. They saw his muscles strain. 
and they knew that that ballet man, Max Kepler, wouldn't go let that ball go by again. The sneer is gone from Kepler's lip. His teeth are clenched in hate. He pounds with cruel violence his bat on the plate. And now the pitcher holds the ball, and now he lets it go. And now the air is shattered by the force of Max Kepler's blow. Oh, somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light. And somewhere blue lives matter, and somewhere baseball doesn't hurt. But there's no joy in Maddie Ke- <laughs> But there's no joy in Minneapolis. Mighty Kepler grounded out to first. Thank you, guys. You're supposed to snap. There you go. Did you guys bring anything? I did. You didn't say to bring a poem. You're exactly. You're supposed to just do things for the podcast. We went to the hockey game. That's true. You did make history. I wrote a poem, and you made history. So. Every day we're making history when we record the podcast. Yes. This goes on our permanent records. Every word is we're going to be held to. Every snide remark I made about the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> hey, I got the Super Bowl right. You sure? Yeah, that's it. That's see, so it's all history. It's the good with the bad, though. Well, I'm just going to, if anybody tries to bring any of the other stuff up, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just going to say I got the Super Bowl. Never forget. Well, the thing is, is we give all this content out for free, you know. No ads. No ads. This is just us. This is just who we are. We're just being vulnerable with you. Uh, That's why we keep telling you to go fuck yourself. Because we love you. Fuck the fans. We hate you. Go fuck yourself. What's that song? I only know it from the Alan Partridge show when he's like, I hate you, but I loved you too. I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar. Oh, I love that show. Lady in red. All right. Well, that's it. I think that's it for the bump. Fuck ankles. you. Hey, hold on a second. Good night. Uh, like and subscribe and go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Five hey, star my, rating. Give us five stars. A five star fuck. Five stars. Fuck. I love you. I love you. Fuck. I love you. I, lo- I say all. Of, we say all these things because we love you. But seriously, go fuck yourself. Goodbye. Oh. Good night. Never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright mm-hmm. Never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance Looking for a little romance Give out half a chance I have never seen that dress you're wearing All the highlights in your hair that catch your eye I've been blind Lady in red Is dancing with me Cheek to cheek There's nobody here 
Such a feeling of 